Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What do you get when you mix COVID with Trump versus Biden? Also, a dose of college football into the mix. Pat, what do you get? What do you get? Uh, let's see. Carry the four. Divide by three. Multiply by five. Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Yes, it is yeah. Truth or Fiction Tuesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. We're going to have a little bit of fun, I think, on this Truth or Fiction Tuesday, because, uh, Pat, it's, it's been a day. It's been a week. Last month was a month. That was, oh. Dude, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, it's the first show, really, of 2023's September. I... Because, yeah, we did do one yesterday for Labor Day, but that was just me letting we you know the three Friday. reasons why Labor Day sucks. We did one on Friday, which was September 1st. Yeah, meh. So, you, you're winning today, aren't you? I'm all sorts of winning right now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're, you're winning about as much as Clemson is winning right now. I'm going to talk about that later, Pat. <laughs> We're saving this for later. But... It is Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Before we get into all that stuff, do not forget you can watch us on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, and we would enjoy it if you would download, rate, review, and make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so that you can get our wonderful show every single Monday through Friday when it's not a <clears throat> federal holiday. You okay there, sure. Pat? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. By the way, did you uh, partake in yesterday's uh, Labor Day sucks festivities and, and listen to the podcast? I, I didn't listen to the podcast, but I did labor yesterday. So anti-Labor Day. All right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Smart, smart man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. When you combine socialism, racism, anti-immigrant bigotry... And then pressure on the federal government 
you are not worthy of a federal holiday. Because that's exactly what the labor movement was, and in some ways still is, by the way, just in a very different way today than it was back then. Mm. But by my research, the first of the labor unions that began in the 1830s, 1840s, right, the first of these, weren't very open to anybody who was Catholic, anybody who was of Irish descent, Italian descent, and especially if you were black, until the 1920s. I'm just going to put it here, Pat. Why are we celebrating socialist labor unions at all? But, but 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 they've done so much for the the working man, right? I all I'm gonna say is suggest that you go back to Monday's podcast and listen to it. If you don't know why that refrain is so incredibly false, just gonna put it out there. They just want to win, like Clemson. No, no, because <laughs> Clemson lost, Pat. In the most insane fashion I have ever seen, too, by the way. <clears throat> if anybody bothered to watch that game, wow. Uh, I, I I still don't know what the hell I witnessed at the end of that game. I just don't. I, what about you, Pat? I didn't watch the game. I just saw some highlights and the score and laughed hysterically. Riley Leonard, folks. Get to know the name, Riley Leonard. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, so we have a little bit of the sprinkling of the Clemson talk later in the program as well. Um, But before we do any of that, Pat, it's time for us to get into Truth or Fiction Tuesday. So I'm going to go first as is tradition on this program on Tuesdays. The first Truth or Fiction Tuesday is we deserve a Trump versus Biden election as a nation. We deserve a Trump versus Biden election as a nation. What say you? I, I, I hate you for this, by the way. Because only, here's the thing. Looking at MAGA, looking at everything else that's going on, looking at what the president just did today, by the way, which I'm not going to spoil because I'm going to save it for tomorrow for <laughs> WTF. <laughs> I don't think you're spoiling anything. People have probably already seen probably, it. They, yeah, it's true. He walks out of the middle their of X-App. Yeah, he walks out of the middle of honor uh, ceremony. Just just walks. Walks out. Like gives the dude a medal. Walks out. The stage center. Not even stage left or right. right. Just walks right down the aisle. There, there's there's a very priceless moment, and, and I cannot wait to discuss it tomorrow. But oh. yes, continue on. I mean, just just given, because we, I mean, our, one of our favorite phrases when we use uh, when we talk to each other offline is uh, we we can't be this stupid, right? Yet here we are. So yeah, this is truth because we're we're this dumb to do it again. The only, here's the only thing I could see happening that 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 could be different is they put up somebody other than Biden against Trump. 
I, I could see that happening, but ultimately, no. I, I think it's going to be, with the way that we're headed, with the current trajectory that we're on, we are dumb enough to do Biden versus Trump again. Very much so. And and I agree that this is truth because I, I go back to this phrase quite often. It, this is a business phrase, but it's also a phrase that I think applies across the board because it's a leadership thing. You get the leaders you deserve. Meaning what? They're a reflection of you. They are They're a reflection of who voted for them. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. Donald Trump and Joe Biden are a reflection of how unserious we are as a nation because Joe Biden of the 1980s was laughed off the damn stage, right? Why? Because we were a serious nation. Now, were we doing some unserious things in Iran-Contra? And Of course. But we're in the midst of the Cold War, right? We're yeah. in the midst of Ronald Reagan going to the Berlin Wall eventually. Joe Biden was so unserious that the Democrats said, Michael Dukakis, please. Think about that. Uh-huh. Ouch. Uh-huh. But that's how serious we were. And I would argue that as we went from George W. Bush, and I believe we have had solely or wholly unserious presidents ever since. I don't believe Barack Obama was a very serious President, I think he had a serious agenda to begin the process of transformation to socialism. Yes, I do believe that. But I don't believe him to have been intellectually serious. I don't believe him to have been a serious leader because leaders don't divide. Like, if you take a look at why people invoke Ronald Reagan, right? All but Minnesota voted for Ronald Reagan. Ha, what? How, right? How did that happen? Leadership. This is weird, by the way. But also leadership, right? You oh, got yes. California, New York. You got, you know, the, the bluest of the blue states to go that direction. You got Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Hampshire. But like everywhere that you can think of that would be blue as blue can get. Why? Was that the 1980 or the ni- 1988 election? Or, or 84 election, yeah. It's the eighty four election. Yeah. So I want I want us to think about that. It's a reflection of who we are, and I've been saying this for the longest time. We are a wholly unserious people in the midst of a very serious time. By the way, it's why we talk about reviving liberty all the time on this program, and while I continue to work and iterate on the concepts of reviving liberty in the hopes of producing this um, in a different format than just talking about it on this show or the sub-podcast of reviving liberty that we had, right? The end of the day, it's on us. And the good news for 2024 is that On one side, we don't have to 
We don't have to have Trump there anymore. We can choose to be a serious people with serious leaders. And you might say, well, isn't Donald Trump a leader? He is a form of a leader. He's not somebody I would want leading me or any organization. You're assuming you've seen The Dark Knight, the line oh, yeah. of he, he's, the, he's the hero we need but not the hero we deserve. Mm-hmm. Or because he's the hero we deserve and not the hero we need right now. That was Donald Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm. He was the hero that we deserve, but not the one that we absolutely needed. Yep. Yeah. I think, you know, if if we're going to look towards turning us back into a serious nation and a serious people ready to tackle the serious time that we live in, this isn't, you know, the Gilded Age or the dot-com, you know, tech bro world. Mm-hmm. We live in... We're on the brink of some serious, serious stuff. We're fighting an absolute proxy war in Ukraine right now with about seven different nations involved, including China, us, Iran, um, Ukraine, of course, and Russia, of course, and then our NATO allies as such as they want to get themselves involved. But yeah, I think we are wholly deserving of this election. We deserve everything that we get coming to us if it ends up being Trump versus Biden. I'm sorry, we do. And I'm going to laugh. Either way, I'm going to laugh because it's the only response. It's kind of like what what has gone on when uh, when I've seen deals fall through, right, on the real estate side of things. And they fall through for some of the dumbest reasons I have ever seen, as if, like, any of the parameters of the deal would have changed given any buyer or any regular seller out there. But we deserve what we get. If you want to play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. And we are wholly playing stupid games with these two at the front and center. Because whether we like it or not, whether we we believe that the presidency has had way too much importance in, in our governmental system, the reality is that it is seen as the figurehead and the, the rudder of our ship. It was supposed to be seen that way, but it was supposed to be somebody that had very little legislative cachet, if you will, right? Our rudder is broken, folks. It really is. I wouldn't even say our compass is broken, but yeah. Our rudder is broken. Mm. We don't know which way we're steering. We don't. And we don't know which way to steer. We don't. And it's, one, because we have a dementia-riddled president who doesn't even figure out that he should probably stay on stage for, like, 30 seconds longer. And on the other hand, we got a guy who thinks it's more important to keep classified documents, alleged classified documents, and show them off as trophies to his celebrity friends rather than actually maintaining the office of the president of the United States. He doesn't give two rips about that. He only cares about Donald Trump. And that is obvious vis-a-vis his, I'm not going to pardon the January 6th. He could have already done it. Could have done it on the way out, right? Could have easily blanket pardoned. Has he 
done anything for them? No. In fact, Nothing. the vast majority of his is political campaign donations are actually going to his legal defense. Also, PACs around him are hemorrhaging money attempting to do what? Make up the difference between the legal defense funds and the, the necessary funding to campaign. It's ironic that Donald Trump has been rather quiet as of late, too. You notice that? Yeah, I've noticed that. I'm not seeing as many people going crazy on his truth social statements and, and this or that. It's It's been interesting to watch him go into the hole. Uh, I, I kind of wonder if he's been told to shut up by his legal defense team. And I think he has to, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. It, the other part of it is maybe a calculation politically of prevent defense, right? He's got a massive lead. But what do I always tell people? Prevent defense prevents you from winning. It always does. It always does because you are so susceptible to the surprise. All right. So just to play devil's advocate there for a second, isn't that what Joe Biden did in 2020? Well, yes, but you can do that when you also, let's use the NFL analogy, have the refs, the replay officials, the commissioner, and everybody else on your side, right? You can do that. But more importantly, this was the strategy of not getting him in front of people, but still finding ways to get him in front of people. It was about controlling the environment in which he interacted with people, right? It was about, hey, I'm still here. I'm still campaigning. I'm doing all of these things, but I don't have to be at a at a rally like Donald Trump. First of all, he would never get the, the grouping or the the amount of people, right, to show up at a rally that Donald Trump ever would have. That would have been bad optics. But beyond all of that, there's the difference, right? Donald Trump does not have those advantages where the media will just do the bidding for him. I mean, we just saw it, right, with Tucker Carlson. He interviews Donald Trump and then interviews Dave Portnoy and literally says, I don't think that Donald Trump should be president because he's too damn old. Now, you can say that that's balls and strikes, but again, the left media would never do that to Joe Biden because it's team ball for them. On our side, it's team, how can I make the most money possible right now? That's what's going on in conservative Inc., Now, all of that being said, Pat, I think we're in agreement here that this is something we totally deserve because we have every opportunity to right the ship, to put our rudder back in in working order. And that means possibly demanding Joe Biden not run in 2024. Possibly putting somebody else on the GOP ticket besides Donald Trump. With that being said, your first truth or fiction, Pat. Truth or fiction. It's just a coincidence that COVID and BLM are making a comeback with the election next year. Hmm. So I have to go fiction on this. Uh-huh. Because for me, you, you, we can't control COVID. 
Uh-huh. That's something that is un that that's anti science. Like like as if ooh now I could stipulate this the sudden mask mandating, which by the way, uh, uh bullshit, uh bullshit to the leftists who say, oh nobody is rec- nobody is mandating this, nor should they mandate it. We just want you to recommend the usage of these things. And then we had our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the the truth registered trademark. What was the other one? Uh, the, the, science. the science trademark. Yeah. Yeah. Come out this weekend and be challenged, by the way, on CNN. I don't know if you saw this. I saw I saw well I saw the clip of it, but yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah. So he gets challenged on CNN about mask mandates, right? And his response is, Well, 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 if you're talking about population levels, of course. Of course the data is inconclusive about that. But on an individual level, hey dude, let me ask you a very simple question. If it worked so well on an individual level, wouldn't you also see it working to stymie something in the grander population? Uh, if something works micro, it should show up as a benefit macro too. Yeah. But what are we seeing today? Uh, a school district just outside of Washington, D.C. is now mandating students come uh, to class wearing a mask. The mask mandates in school for third graders are back the fear is not gone the insanity is still here despite all of the evidence and this is what i talk about when i talk about us being an unserious people pat because if we truly were a serious people not a single parent and regardless of whether you believe masking works or not Not a single parent would be sending their kid to that school ever again. Not a single parent at the bare minimum would be sending that kid to school until this is removed. Like I've said, you, you want whatever, you know, you want to suck your thumb or put a nook in your mouth as an adult, AKA wear the, the mask have at it. But notice how by the time you're like three, four years old, it's kind of like, hey, dude, get rid of the, or hey, chick, get rid of the nook. Uh, It's about time to stop sucking your thumb. Why? Because there's expectations in life, right? We should be expecting that our classrooms and our schools, well, yeah, sure, they're concerned with safety, but logic should be the first Part of this. Three people, by the way, Pat, it's three people at that school had COVID. And what have we known since the fall of 2020? Actually, let me back this up all the way to the beginning. My first prediction was that this this could work like the flu in which we have like maybe a six-month season. But as we got more data and as we realized what was really going on with this and, and and its novelness, if you will, right? What did we see? We actually saw seasonality. And what is the seasonality? Highs and lows. 
And right. right about now, every year, 2020, 2021, 2022, what have we seen in late August to early September, Pat? Uh, to early October. Massive uptick in the number of quote-unquote cases, right? But, and then but, we watch it dip all the way to, wait for it, December into January. And then it dips again, and then it comes back in about March to April, maybe into early May, and then it goes away again until August, September, early October. But, but Andrew... Um, there's there's there are new variants out there, and the, and the first lady just just got uh, COVID again, despite being double jabbed and double boosted. Oh, she missed one booster then. <laughs> also, how many times do we have to talk about the difference between the monovalent and the bivalent, and and if you want to get into the mix of why those things wouldn't have worked, they wouldn't have worked because why. And they're not going to work here either because why? By the time that they figure out how to get an mRNA vaccination together for this, that variant is gone. So you're protecting your body against a variant that won't be dominant and won't exist anymore. And ironically, this variant is seemingly infecting those who have gotten their COVID shots at a much greater level than those who have natural immunity or unvaccination. Hmm. Strange. How could that possibly happen? It's not like any of us or any of the scientists or any of the people who are studying the actual data were suggesting, oh, wait. This was a large suggestion from the very get-go that something with these quote-unquote vaccines, right, with the jabs, with the poison poke, with whatever terminology you want to use, was actually ramping up the ability to take on the spike protein and thus get sick. It actually had the inverse reaction from what they wanted it to have. From a biological chemistry you know, look at, at what was going on and what goes on. So, yeah, it would not surprise me one bit that those who have absolutely massive amounts of a spike protein of a virus in their body would get sick when exposed to another version of said spike protein. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But all of that to say, this it's not a coincidence. Well, for me it is. I, because the scientific part of this is totally uncoincidental or well is coincidental i should say the other parts of it for me i i struggle with the conspiracy theory portion of this that it's all about it's it's way too far out of the 2024 election to be about politics or the election it really is like you know joe biden wearing a mask they said that he was going to start doing that uh, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow or whatever. Why? It's optics. It's optics. Theater. Right. But even in a state like Illinois, Pat, even in a city like Chicago, I see way more people saying F you to these ideas. It, it just... The thing that needs to happen is people need to stand up. People need to do what I suggested with that. No, no, my kid is not going to your school. I'm taking him out. And this is why I fight so hard for real school choice and funding students, not systems. Because as a parent, I would have the ability to take the money that it would cost to homeschool that kid and pay it. My taxes are being given back to me so that I can educate my child. I can make the argument that probably you shouldn't have to do that in the first place, but choice being choice, here we go, right? Your dollars follow your student, not the system. You think that system would be responsive to parents that say F you, even if it was only 30 to 40% of that parent group? When, when they're getting hit in the pocketbook, especially the administrators whose salaries are have increased like three 400 percent in the last decade mm. where, where do you think that that increase in student funding right the 15 20 I think here in Illinois it's something like eighteen thousand nine hundred and change it's almost nineteen thousand dollars per student being spent ninety percent of it is being spent on not the student that's a problem. Imagine what you could do with, hey, $5,000 and we return $14,000 back to the parent in the form of their uh, tax refunds. Or better yet, how about just not tax them at all? Let them keep well, that money in the first place. So I, I also have a little bit of a druther because a large portion of that comes from their property taxes. And, and I've... I have a very hard time with even the libertarian argument of no property taxes. How how do you how do you fund a road or a hospital or public that's, services? All it that's ain't my fair. private dollars. I'll tell you that damn much. That's that's fair. So I'm gonna pay a toll to w- walk out of my house and or to drive out of my driveway every morning. What? No. 
So there needs to be some mechanism to pay for those things, and property taxes can be a way for it to happen. But we can return as much as humanly possible to the individuals, and their lives would be way better off. And as far as the BLM stuff, I I mean, I'm not seeing a whole lot of it here in Chicago yet. There was that march over the weekend. But, yeah. I just think, you know, Come at me in 2024 if these things are still going on. Look, I mean, th- this this particular one for me was a little tongue in cheek. You know, if you, if you couldn't tell, yeah. Um, you know, because I, I I actually, I mean, obviously you can't control COVID. I think a lot of the messaging around COVID, I think you could make the argument that that that's going to a lot of that's going to be used around the election. But mm-hmm. is it ele- directly election related? I think it's too it's still too far to say. I think you're right on that. Um. BLM is going to do what BLM does. It just so happens that BLM it did something over the weekend. And I saw someone make this comment and I'm like, uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, COVID's going to do what it's going to do. It, whether there's an election or not, I think is irrelevant. It's going to do what it's going to do. And the narrative is going to be the narrative around both of those things that it's always been. This is this has nothing to do with the election as so much as it does our culture. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. One thousand percent. And with that, Pat, I think now would be a great time for us to play the B or not the B. Okay, so today's headline people at Burning Man punished by being at Burning Man. People at Burning Man punished by being at Burning Man. While you're thinking of that headline and whether that would be the B or not the B, do not forget, folks, head over to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. That's also in addition to the things that you might get off when you go visit coffeebrandcoffee.com. Now, also, coffeebrandcoffee.com, it's it's really great, Pat, because – we had this happen here in Chicago over the weekend. Uh, Dollop Coffee Company, which started as one coffee place and has expanded to like 15 in the city, right? It's a pretty widely known coffee company here. They had a they had a place in the South Loop, and they've had a longstanding policy. You get the code to the door by purchasing kind of like Starbucks, right? Door of the uh, facilities. You know, the men's room, the ladies' room, uh, the the bathrooms by purchasing a product at the store, right? Then then there's a code that will give you access to the Wi-Fi or to the whatever, right? Well, a couple of cops who were on a beat decided to ask to use the restroom. The store refused because they weren't going to be purchasing anything. Okay, I necessarily don't have a problem with that. I mean, could you just say, hey, it's the cops, just, all right, let them through. Like, whatever, right? Not a big deal. But if you let the cops in, who else are you going to let in? Slippery slope. So what did the cops hilariously do? They bought cups of coffee for a bunch of homeless people on the street and sent them in with the money to buy it themselves. It was like a wave after wave after wave after wave because they were so mad at them for doing it. So they would hand them the money for the cup of coffee. <laughs> they would go in and purchase it. 
and then go ask to use the restroom. <laughs> they overwhelmed them with a bunch of homeless people. And then, then Dollop Coffee Company was, uh, what? They were pissed. And then they got really angry, Pat. Do you know why they got really angry? Uh, you might want to turn your mic on. No, I don't know why they got angry. Uh, they they got angry because they got called out on X and other social media platforms for being a bunch of elitist a-holes. <clears throat> because what did they do when the bags of homeless people showed up? They called the cops. <laughs> And then they went, now, I don't know if you know this place, but this place is pretty infamous um, in Chicago. It's called the Wiener Circle. It's kind of like Dick's Last Resort, but it's a, literally a little hot dog stand called the Wiener Circle, and all they do is abuse their clientele, right? Uh-huh. Well, apparently Dollop Coffee Company is somehow now turned into that because they literally just berated people who called them out for being absolute morons, being unkind people. Like, there are a couple... Where the hell are they supposed to go to the bathroom? Like, they're on the beat. They don't just go back to the precinct and then go back out. That's not how that works. Just Big Daddy the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they won up Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that they did what they did in response was absolutely priceless. But, folks, the point of this entire story is that guess what coffee brand coffee wouldn't give a rip about? None of that. None of it. And nor would they be lamb blasting you online for daring to call out their hypocrisy and literally demeaning and degrading you and talking about your personal appearance. And it was just all sorts of trash. Like I said, hey, if that's your policy and they weren't willing to do it, well, then. That's their choice and tough bananas, right? Like right. tough. But then to do what they did to people who were calling them out and then call the cops because they were buying coffees for homeless people and the homeless were <gasps> going into the store, you elitist pricks. That's why we support coffeebrandcoffee.com because they can't give a grip about your politics. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code critical thinking, and check out for an extra 5% off of your purchase today. Okay, do you need the headline one more time, Pat? Yeah, one more time because I don't remember what it is now. People at Burning Man punished by being at Burning Man. Is this the B or not the B? Um, I've seen... Lots of people making fun of this over the last few days. So I'm going to go with the Babylon B. Mm. So, final answer? Yeah, final answer. You are correct. This is the Babylon B. People at Burning Man punished by being at Burning Man from September 3rd. Black Rock City, Nevada. People who choose or chose to attend the infamous Burning Man Festival have been punished by being at Burning Man Festival. <clears throat> if you're the sort of person who goes to Burning Man, quote, you deserve to be at Burning Man, said local man Bob Stallings. The horror. 
Long known as a haven for the very depths of human depravity, the Burning Man Festival grounds have become cut off by floodwaters, trapping attendees. Quote, due to deteriorating road conditions, the people at Burning Man will have to be at Burning Man, said Police Chief Reggie Thompson. They will face terrors few of us can imagine. There will be violent criminals strung out on meth, sex offenders lurking around every corner, all among the stench of human waste, also known as the Burning Man Festival. As relief efforts stalled, the muddy roads trapping attendees have shown no signs of drying out. It's looking dire, said local reporter Alicia Mills. They're running out of shrooms and fast. The LSD is already gone. We estimate by this point every attendee has now had 17 STDs. If they don't get out quick and get treated, well, it's going to burn for a very long time. At publishing time, theologians were spectacular. Uh, speculating whether the Lord had sent rainwaters as a simple way of granting mankind the evil desires of his heart. <laughs> oh. By the way, if you haven't been paying attention, the people at Burning Man were literally trapped at Burning Man this weekend. Uh, they literally could not get... There was one way in and one way out. By the way, also, did you see what the, mor what, what the climate change morons attempted to do with that? No, but do I want to know? Um, well, they attempted to block the one road in and one road out to Burning Man before all the rain and flooding and all that. Um, guess Black Rock City, Nevada. Guess guess who might own that property in that area? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's not the state of Nevada, nor the federal government. It, I'm, I'm guessing on tribal kind of... lands. Oh, and boy. the tribal cops. If you know anything, Pat, you probably Don't do care. being in Utah. If, if they're anything like the tribal cops in Wisconsin, you do not want to be white man getting pulled over by a tribal cop. Yeah. They don't, they don't put up with this kind of crap. No, no, no. Instead, yeah. what did they do? <laughs> they, uh, they decided to ram one of the vehicles blocking the road, yeah, turn around, that. and then arrest the ever-loving crap out of the rest of them and do so very harshly. It it it, oh, it just made me feel like yep. this is this is America. Right all there. right, with that all having been said, Pat, it is time for us to uh, get back to Truth or Fiction Tuesday. So are you in the mood to go first this time around, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I suppose I'll go first. Okay. So, your second truth or fiction. Truth or fiction. Colorado was the biggest winner in college football this past weekend. Fiction. Easy fiction. Easy Who, fiction. Who's bigger? College football fan was the biggest winner this weekend. Because college football was dang back. <laughs> now, okay, I guess Colorado if you look at it from over, that perspective. Colorado sure. beating TCU on the road in a future Big 12 matchup. Very impressive, right? Yes, I thought it was. But I have also always been of the opinion that Colorado, so this is my answer. Again, fiction. Because I've always thought people don't understand. Colorado got the best of the talent at the FCS level to make a jump, right? They got uh -huh. Sean Shador or Shador Sanders, excuse me, um, at quarterback. He throws for 517 yards. And that doesn't happen by mistake or fluke, by the way. 
Um, they had Travis Hunter, one of the top. He was a two. He's a two way player that was what the number one overall player in the twenty twenty one class, or in the twenty twenty two class. Excuse me. He went to Jackson State. Now transferred in. They have a ton of talent that transferred in. This is not a shock to me. Colorado is a good team. They're going to be good this year. Like anybody who should have been paying attention, anybody who actually calls themselves a college football fan, by the way, the media very often, not so much should have seen this coming a mile away. Also should have seen this coming because TCU lost, I don't know, 20 starters. It's kind of a problem. Well, yeah, I'm considering they were what rated 17 on Saturday and they were in the final four last year. Yeah. They're not a team that's Alabama level of plug and play every year. They're, this is going to take some time. That's not to say that they likely won't be a 9-10 win team. I'm not saying that. I am saying that it's going to take them some time to get there. But I think you have two bigger winners. You have Duke and you have Florida State as your two biggest winners this weekend. Because Duke beat Clemson in prime time Monday night football. You know how many people also watch that FSU game in prime time? Pat, do you happen to know that uh, number? I was going to say probably a lot. 10.2 million. Holy bleep. But the way Florida State won that game in just dominating fashion, there's your biggest winner. For me, they should be the number one team in the country right now. Why? Because they proved it on the damn field. That's why. I went. I so I went with fiction on this as well, and this would have been truth had the Duke Clemson game for me hadn't happened. I don't know that I would have thrown Florida state LSU in this. I could see your argument in that. And I think it's very valid. I really do. But I also, I actually, when I looked at that game, I'm like, I think Florida state's going to win that game. Um, right. But it, I mean, just, LSU got their ass handed to them. Right. I didn't think it would be in that fashion, but I yeah. also thought Florida state would win that game. Considering it was also, I believe in Tallahassee. So, Correct. Um, but but I think I think the the Duke Clemson game I think Duke is the biggest winner of of the weekend simply for the fact of they they just snapped an zero and twenty eight streak against Clemson yeah and and so th- th- I'm like wow that I cause I would have never pegged that to happen never not and, not and, once and not only that but let's also remember Duke has been if you can't see this this close to making a breakout over the last four years, really. Um, almost every one of the last four years. Mm-hmm. And Riley Leonard is now a star. A star in college football. What he did to Clemson. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the question uh, is, can Duke replicate that through the rest of their season? Because if they do, I mean, they're in an ACC now, championship game for sure. Absolutely. Speaking of which, though, Pat, um, This brings me to my second truth or fiction. We might as well just go there because it deals with that Duke Clemson game. Truth or fiction, 
Dabo Sweeney will either be fired or resign at Clemson by the end of the season. Truth or fiction? It, it's going to depend on what... I mean, if, if this is their only loss for the season, then it's fiction. If they have more than one loss, which I think they will, and I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm I'm guessing they play Florida State. They do. Remember, they do. Yeah, so... The, uh, September 23rd, by the way. So, let me just pull up their schedule for a second. I, I've got it in front of me. Oh, do you? Yeah, so they play Charleston Southern, then Florida Atlantic, who's not a... I mean, not, not a, yeah, yeah, they're a decent program. You got also, then you've got Florida State at home, uh-huh. Syracuse on the road, Wake Forest, Miami on the road, NC State. Yeah, they're down. But then you also have Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, which I thought was actually pretty impressive in their opener. I don't know if you saw any of that game or not. No, um, that game was played in Atlanta, and uh, they look like a team that could catch some people by surprise in the ACC. And then they got UNC and South Carolina to end the season. So if you're counting at home, they've got Florida State, Syracuse, Miami of Florida. They've got Notre Dame, UNC, South Carolina, and a potential top 25 team in Georgia Tech. So there's like, what, six top 25 games on the schedule? That's a relatively tough, I mean, that's a pretty tough schedule right there. Yeah. Um, I, I would especially be watching out for that Notre Dame, Miami, Syracuse, I mean, on the road. Syracuse, yeah, Syracuse could actually do some damage. I mean, because they've they've done that. They they they've been kind of that weird outlier in the the ACC where they up have like up like one big upset every year. Yep, yep. On somebody, um, North Carolina is going to be hard. South Carolina, I mean, they they lost this weekend, but that could be a tough game too. UNC, so, UNC and South Carolina back to back. Yeah, I mean the end of the the end of the their conference schedule. Notre Dame, although that's not conference. It, it, I mean, it might as well be a conference game, right. though. But then you have Georgia Tech, UNC, both of those games at home, and then on the road to South Carolina. And you're wow, yeah, just wow. I, it, 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 like I said, if this was their only loss for the season, which I don't think it will be. I think they'd probably put up three, maybe even four more. I, it's very possible. And yeah, this is truth. Yeah. Absolute I, truth. I'm going with truth on this because this is the thing that I have talked about with why the Paul Christ move happened at Wisconsin, right? Where they fired him during the season. It's because you could see the writing on the wall. And the, the right time to write the ship, if you will, there was to allow that Jim Leonard situation to play itself out and see what was going to happen. Was there a ton of change? Not really. And then they bring in Luke Fickle, right? They swung for the damn fence and brought in Luke Fickle. If you're a Clemson, right? Now, Pat, you and I are old enough to remember when Clemson was kind of a mid-level program that would maybe once in a while shoot up, right? Right, yeah. Dabo Sweeney had brought it into that super competitive uh, compete for the national championship level. They have They're, fallen off hard. Let's be real about this. They're they're a team that's probably eight nine wins at best. And when you've yeah. gone to the level that Dabo Sweeney has gone, and you are regressing in multiple seasons in that direction, that's no bueno. Especially when you watch DJ Uliangale do what he's doing at at Oregon State and turning them into a Pac twelve contender. 
which they looked amazing over the weekend against a very, very tough San Jose State program. Well, I, I also look at it this way. I, I, Clemson, I, I would put as the equivalent of Ohio State in the ACC, where you are expected to make a playoff in a national championship game every freaking year. Yeah, get into um, the conference title game is your bare minimum. Right. I mean, that is like 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 the minimum. Like th- Those are the expectations at Clemson now. I guarantee it. Dabo Sweeney, for the second year in a row, is not going to meet those expectations. Is it the second or third year in a row? Third year in a row? Uh, because they, they lost to Ohio State. They lost to Ohio State um, three or four years ago in the in the um, in the final four. Yeah, in, in the final four, and then and then they haven't been back since. So yeah, I and it really, really, I think what did it. I mean, it was it was right after that comment that uh, Dabo made about Ohio State, like, well, they don't belong in the playoff. Um, yeah, did, and then we went and dominated them. So I just think it's, it's, it's as simple as this. What are the expectations, and are you meeting those expectations? And, and they're, not, the ex- they're not. Look, it's one thing if it's one down year, right, where you're making a transition at quarterback and, and you've got some stuff. But they don't – something's missing. Right. And and I don't know if it's that Dabo needs to hit the reset button with what he's doing in recruiting or if they need to – hit the reset button within the coaching staff or, or what's going on, but they're not clicking on all cylinders. The the gears are not meshing. If you will, what, whatever euphemism you want to use, I, I just, something is missing and Hey, maybe this is the thing that gets them back into doing 10, 11 win seasons. And I think you could stomach that if you are a Clemson fan and Clemson donor and Clemson guy, in, in the collectives and in all that stuff, right? The NLI, NIL stuff, you could stomach a 10-win season. Absolutely, because you're also still doing what? Breaking in another quarterback. So let's see what, what actually happens. But if they've got three, four losses, and I know that that seems insane to a lot of people, but you have to realize that when you are a Clemson, you are the big dog in your backyard especially the last decade almost right you've ruled the roost of of the big or of the ACC Florida State you've beaten down right UNC you've kind of beaten and brushed them aside there Miami of Florida is just a fly that you swat away these at least should have been and yeah sure maybe some people are catching up to you but you have to find ways to compete too you can't just lose these games time and time and time again you can't continue to be upset in the manner that they've been upset in the past either i just well yeah i also feel like clemson's gotten a little complacent in the last few years yeah Um, that's what i mean like there's got to be some reset and and right whether that reset is in how you package the program or or the message you are delivering it can be the same concept right but delivered differently. It can be delivered by different vessels, meaning your coaching staff just isn't working, and let's shake that up. Because let's not forget, you did, they, he did lose Brent Venables and Tony Elliott, right? But that's the nature of the game when it's a coordinator at play. You're going to lose right. coordinators. You're going to lose people from your staff, especially if you're really good. Why? Because that means that they're probably coaching at an elite level, and they're going to move up. 
whether that's with you or without. That's just the very nature of the game. Nobody goes into coaching that says, I want to coach high school wide receivers forever. Yeah, no, yeah, no one. Everybody's dream is to be a head coach, right? I mean, yeah. it just, but but the thing is, like, like if you're going to get complacent, especially in an ever-growing com- competitive league, and, and don't get me wrong, the ACC, there's some up-and-coming programs in, within that conference. Yeah. It's just like the Big Ten and Ohio State struggle over the last couple of years to win a Big Ten title. Michigan's been up-and-coming. Um, there are other programs within the Big Ten that are up and coming. Like it's it's competitive. It's going to be like if you can't if you cannot adapt to remain competitive, you're going to lose. And that's that that is how I look at Clemson. They they got complacent. Other programs within the conference have become competitive. They are going to lose. And yeah, Dabo's going to be a thousand percent, one thousand percent. All right. Oh, well, with all of that being said. Do you have any final thoughts on today's truth or fiction? Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Andrew likes winning like Clemson. Wait, they lost, Pat. What you trying to say? Okay, I'm sorry. The um, the 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 American voters like winning like Clemson. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Please be smart. Be safe. <laughs> be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew five forty seven. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.